Just make sure the mic's close enough to you whenever you, we're starting. Okay, but do you know what I'm saying? Like with the music, are you going to start off where, like, from the very beginning of the music where it has no, that no, The music's starting right now. I actually hit record. Oh, fuck. Okay, oh. so Ooh. welcome to Hitchhiker's Guide to Horror, a means of informing you of the horrors in our world, whether real or up to speculation, be it monsters, murders, mysteries, aliens. Uh, I had a typo. I put mysterious, <laughs> the paranormal, or local legends. This podcast encompasses all things horror to be presented in a casual setting with the storytelling element. Yeah, I hit, like, the record button. I was totally not, like, prepared for that. I totally fucked that up. That's okay. Shameless plug. Um, yeah, you could find us at subreddit Guide to Horror. No entries currently. Obviously, this is the first episode. Uh, we did fuck up the first episode. This is actually a second attempt at it, but we're... so that's like secret episode zero. This is like the actual legit first episode. I'll, I'll probably have to just edit it and see what we're going to do with that in the future. There's going to be some kind of bonus episode. TBD. Yeah, we'll we'll be establishing a website uh, before the second episode starts. So. Casey, you, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Oh, yeah. That's... Holy shit. I am really fucking this up today. That's um, okay. Hello. I am Case. I'm Kaylee. Uh, we're your co-hosts for this show. Da, da, da. We're um, also brother and sister The people need to know. I, I don't know if anyone... No, 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 no. I think what sure. the part of the appeal of this is, is like sibling duo. Okay. That's at least what I have in our Instagram bio. Follow us on Instagram at Hitchhiker's Guide to Horror. Is there a Facebook too? Casey, nobody goes on Facebook anymore. Did you want to do your story first or you want me to do mine first? Um, I'm ready to well, go if, if you want to take a moment. Here's the thing. Like, I can definitely do my story first. It's just mine makes me nervous because it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to let you do yours first then because mine's kind of long. Okay. No pressure. All right. So my story actually takes place here in Merced. This is a true story. So I'm going to take you back to August of 2000. I actually don't know if you'll remember this story. I definitely won't, you know, because I was a toddler, but you might. So if any of this is starting to sound familiar, like absolutely jump in. So let me introduce you to Jonathan David Bruce. Okay. He is 27 years old, part-time telemarketer. He lives here in downtown Merced. Like currently? Lived. Oh, lived. We'll get into that. A lot of people actually in Merced know about this story because this was a really traumatic thing. And I actually, right before I left work right now, I just happened to ask one of my managers if he knew about the specific story. And he said, oh, John Bruce. Yeah, I knew him. And he said like they used to party together. And my manager said John was, quote, good looking and a normal guy. He ends up not being very quote unquote normal. normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous laughing. Okay. So like I told you, Bruce lived in downtown Merced um, with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's kids. So his neighbor, Ann Adams, um, made a point of telling newspapers that he hated children. So she said that he would frequently yell at his girlfriend's kids and at her great grandchildren and you know, all of those kids would play together and he would, I guess, just be really mad and would yell at them and not a good look. OK, so like I told you, we're in August 2000. I have read this story. Basically, everything that's on the front page of Google, that's what I read. And this story made nationwide news. I didn't know Merced had anything nationwide. Yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not good. Relatively unknown town. If, if there's something nationwide, it's probably probably never good. I'm telling you, this story makes me nervous. So allegedly around this time, 
Bruce's girlfriend and kids moves out. He is allegedly evicted from his home. And Adams claims that he would just pace around the neighborhood in his free time. Okay. So it's basically goes to work and then paces around the neighborhood. So I'm kind of giving you the image of what this guy is like. Now, I do want to be very clear that what is in the newspapers is not necessarily right. Like nobody has the official story of this. Like nobody actually knows what happened, what this guy was all about. So keep this in mind. Okay. So I'm going to take you to the morning of August 23rd, 2000. So we are at the Carpenter home here in Merced County. I think it was in the outskirts of Merced. This is in county limits, not city limits. Okay. So the Carpenter family, there's John, who's the dad, Tiffany, the mom, and then they have five children, Jessica, who's 14, Anna, who's 13, Vanessa, who is 11, Ashley, who is nine, and John, who is seven. Okay. So kids, seven through 14. So it's the morning of August 23rd, 2000. John gets up and he goes to work. Tiffany leaves to take her car to the mechanic. So she leaves Jessica in charge of everyone else. Okay. It's about 8 a.m. And Jessica wakes up and she hears something happening outside of her bedroom. And so she thinks her mom is out there, just kind of gets up to go check on it. She's still half asleep. She gets (laughs) nervous. She goes out of her room to the living room to see what's happening. And she sees a naked man standing in her living room. Oh, my God. And he has pushed furniture around all the exits. So he has barricaded himself and Jessica and her siblings inside the house. So she just wakes up. She goes to the living room. She sees a naked guy standing there. He has a fucking pitchfork. And furniture is blocking the exits. So clearly, she runs back to her bedroom. She walks to her and she tries to call 911. But the line is dead because he cut the phone line. And so, I, I, This is like back when not all kids had phones either. So it's like... Casey, it's 2000. They don't have cell phones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's like in her room. She's trying to call 911. The line isn't working. And then she's hearing knocking on her door. And this guy's like, let me in. And so she freaks out clearly. Now, okay, this is where the story starts getting different. Now, I'm going to tell you what I read all on the front page of Google. And then I'm going to tell you what I got from another source who was working for the police department. Okay. So she hears, Jessica hears crying. And so she thinks like, oh, crap, I need to go get help. And she escapes through her window to run to the neighbor's house. No one is at that neighbor's house. Were, uh, were all the siblings still? In the house. Did they, were they awake or? I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, shit. Um, so Jessica runs to the neighbor's house. Nobody is there. So she starts running back um, to try to go to the next neighbor's house. And when she's running back, she sees her other sisters. This is the second oldest Anna and the third oldest Vanessa and she sees them escaping through a window. Here's what happened while Jessica was gone. Bruce came after he moved on from Jessica and he moved on to the next room where Vanessa is and he stabs Vanessa in her hands with the pitchfork and while she's trying to defend herself. From what I understand, her other sister, Anna, was also in the room. So he's trying to attack them. Vanessa's trying to defend herself. 
He stabs her hand with a pitchfork. And then their nine-year-old sister runs in the room and she's screaming, stop it. And she tackles him. She tackles Bruce to the ground. The nine-year-old does. And she starts fighting him. Like she's trying to get him away from her siblings. So she's kicking him. She's biting him. She's doing everything she can. It's very saddening, but like good for her. Holy shit. It gets really bad. Yeah. Even worse than how it is right now. So Anna and Vanessa get up and they run. They book it. They run to the laundry room. They think Ashley's behind them. She's not. So they have to shut the doors fast as they can. And then Bruce comes running towards them and he tells them he's like knocking on the door and he's trying to coax him. And he's like, let me in. I'll be nice to you if you let me in. Says the angry naked man with the pitchfork. Yeah. So Vanessa and Ashley manage to get out a window and that's when they meet Jessica. They tell Jessica that Bruce is attacking Ashley with a pitchfork. So they all run to the next neighbor's house. And what I found in one of the articles was apparently they heard Ashley screaming and then it went quiet while they were running to the neighbor's house. They make it to the neighbor. Jessica calls 911 and she says, there's somebody in my house who I don't know. He's stabbing my brother and sister with a pitchfork. Sheriff deputies arrive minutes later. They go through a front window and Bruce charges at them with his pitchfork. And the deputies are trying to get him to back off. And they had to shoot him 13 times before he's done. Was he on bath salts? Well, sorry. That's a- <laughs> here's, here's the thing. People say, a lot of people say he was on drugs. Um, when I was talking to my manager about him, he said, oh, the guy who was on PCP with Angel Dust, you know? Mm. And this is what I'm telling you. Like, nobody really knows. Like, there's kind of like, people hear different things. And some of the articles, too, said that he was, you know, on drugs and, you know, Looney Tunes. Um, but... Here's the th- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have one more thing to add to this. So you may have noticed I've only talked about four kids. There's still one more. John, the youngest son, the seven-year-old. So while I was reading this, like they're very focused on Jessica, Vanessa, Anna, and Ashley. And kind of at the end of these, they just say like John was dead. Like he stabbed him. And it was kind of unclear of when that happened. But um, one... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, I, I was just um, kind of imagining he was just asleep. And so there wasn't like much more detail to it. Like the rest of the kids had to run out of the house and he was just there. And he just, I mean, probably wasn't wasn't too much of a story. He just stabbed him and killed him. And that was it. Yeah. I mean, and one article said that he was asleep when he was murdered. So for my peace of mind, I really hope that's what it was. Like, I really, really hope that he did not wake up and have to experience that. Like, I... It's really, it's such an awful thing. Yeah, it was hopefully a quick death. I really hope so. So John, the seven-year-old, allegedly passed in his sleep. Ashley, the nine-year-old, passed trying to save her sisters. So the two youngest kids. I want to make very clear, there was no connection between Jonathan Bruce and the Carpenter family. Just walked in, no connection. I mean, like, I kind of think that he was just scouting for kids in general and maybe like, you know, that that whole like serial killer thing where they're like, they'll follow, look at a house and see how many adults in that house and when those adults leave the house. 
kind of your like typical like serial killer activity just monitor before action yeah yeah and i mean that's entirely possible so this is what i found front page of google and all these articles are pretty much like the same but slightly just worded a little differently so i called my mom who you know used to work for the police department and what she basically said was that wasn't one of her cases because this was county so it went to the sheriff's department but Here's what she told me when she said what she heard from an officer is different from what I was, you know, telling her that I read on these articles. So let me tell you what she said was different. So she said that after Jessica sees Bruce in the living room and runs to her room, you know, locks the door, tries calling 911, phone line is dead. My mom said that Jessica never made it to the neighbor's house. Like she wasn't able to escape. Like she was just locked in her room. The youngest son, John, was the first one to die. My mom says she doesn't know if he was asleep when it happened, but she said she hopes he was. So apparently, John Bruce went to John, the youngest son, killed him in his sleep, and then went after the girls. Then, okay, now in like the whole commotion, here's something that, remember, this is from like a Merced Police Department officer's you know, their understanding of it that came to my mom. So apparently Bruce stabbed Ashley's hand, Ashley, the nine-year-old. And then after he stabbed Ashley, then he went to Vanessa and Anna to go attack them. And it was allegedly Ashley with her stabbed hand that went to go fight him so he would get away from her sisters. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I really... (laughs) Yeah, this is like some horror movie shit. And you know what's... In, like, what's crazy is that I never heard about this story. I've actually never heard it before you're, you're telling it right now. Dude, and we were, like, we lived here when it happened. I actually found out because when I was, you know, living in Fresno, going to school in Fresno, one of my coworkers said that he was from Merced. And he said, like, I hate Merced. I'm never going back. It's so dangerous. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I guess, but why? And he said, like, you know, that guy stabbed those kids, like, and killed them with the pitchfork. And I said, what? Merced definitely has, like, a fair share of, I don't know, like, there's a lot of homeless people here with either drug addiction or, like, mental health problems and just never being treated. They're just more of it, it seems like, over the years. Just really neglected. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. It's sad. But I was thinking, like, why haven't we heard about this? And kind of, like, the general attitude I get from this is, like, It just if you were living in Merced when it happened and, you know, obviously like old enough to remember, nobody talks about this. And I think everyone is just like it's so traumatizing and so awful. You know, like, why would that happen in my town? I just think people don't talk about it. Like they're maybe too scared to or like have blacked it out of their memory. But even, you know, when I was asking my manager, he was like very short. Like he did not want to go into detail. He just said like, yeah, I knew John Bruce and like I went to a party with him and I was friends with his sister and yeah. What part of town was this in? Did you did um, it say? I knew it was county. Um, they lived in a farmhouse. That is all the information okay. I got from these. I so I guess not near where we are currently recording. In my mind, it's kind of in that area between Merced and Atwater. You know. Okay. That's my guess. I don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah, Casey. That is the story. Of the Merced Pitchfork Murders. That was good. That was yeah. that, That's great for our first episode. Thank you. Crazy I, murders. I Okay. 
Well, sorry. Part of the other thing about this was like, I felt nervous. I, I felt nervous because this is scary and yeah, this, it actually this is, happened. This is like at home for us. This is our hometown and our hometown is not really like known for anything. Right. I mean, but it's, then, yeah. Well, then I also found out that the family still lives here in Merced, and I'm like, Ugh. God. <laughs> oh yeah. They're, so I don't want to like offend anyone by reporting about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't judge them for. I mean, this is it's tragic, but maybe maybe there's like a large family here, and they don't want to be away from that, and that's that's just awful. Yeah. I'm ready for your story. Okay. Scare me. I'm trying to think about how to present this. So this is off of Reddit. Username Grand Theft Motto is the one who posted this. That's a good username. And yeah, I thought it was great too. Um, so this is entirely um, a speculative story. It is a local legend style story. And it's because I couldn't really find any sources on this. It's just one user. Wait, local legend like local to us or local to someone? Lo local to whatever <laughs> this guy's hometown was. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is entitled, Something Walks Whistling Past My House Every Night at 3.03. I don't like that. Yeah. The time, there's there's those reoccurring times that are like always like cursed. It's 3.33. Oh, some, so sometime around 3 in the morning in general. Well, you know, 3 is the witching hour. Yeah. So that's supposed to be, you know, when the veil between our world and the spirit world is at its thinnest. So, you know, anything goes. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read ghost? his story. And mm -hmm. uh, a good chunk of this is going to be from a first-person point of view because I'm reading it as he posted it. Uh, he, he's a pretty good writer. So Grand Theft Motto says, Every night, no matter the weather, something walks down our street whistling softly. You can only hear it if you're in the living room or in the kitchen when they walk by, and it always starts at exactly 3.03. The sound starts faint somewhere near the beginning of the lane near the Carson place. That's one of their neighbors. Uh, we're towards the middle of the street, so the whistling moves past us before fading away in the direction of the cul-de-sac. Sorry, I gotta take a breath already. <laughs> can I say something really quick? Sure. I'm just saying this because, you know, we're horror comedy podcasts, but like the current next door neighbor, the next door neighbor to where we are right now, every night he goes outside and he like screams at the sky, like literally goes outside and it's just like, ah! and I think, okay, well, you I kind of feel like I might've done that at a couple points in my life. Listen, I, I feel like Richard's probably done that. Richard's our brother. If you need to get it out, like I totally get it. But like, you can imagine the first time I heard is this, that. Is this like every night or like very frequently? Um, you know, it used to be every night and now it's just frequently. It's most nights. Has anyone ever talked to a neighbor? Is he just like batshit crazy or like? I actually talked to him. He like came over. He was shirtless and his pants were sagging. He came over and we were just chatting. Apparently <laughs> he like knew Nana and Granny very well. And he was telling me a story about how he was, you know, lighting the barbecue in his backyard and apparently, like, he could hear Nana through the open window being like, I smell smoke. Am I having a stroke? Does anyone else <laughs> smell that? That sounds like Nana. Yeah. And he was just like, Cindy, I, it's me. It's my barbecue. It's okay. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. But, I mean, he's a cool guy. He's cool. I just, I met him, you know, last week. And for the last two years, I've been hearing him yell at the sky. So. I like to imagine that he and Nana probably smoked pot together at some point. I'd like to think that too. Yeah. <laughs>
just uh, describe Sorry, to our audience. That. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Just uh, I just want to like make a note that we we did pause at a point. Like, so we're we're recording in a garage with the garage door open. We kind of paused and did a double take to see if anyone was like standing outside a garage listening to us as we were talking about that. <laughs> so going back to the uh, whistling story. Okay, so uh, Grand Theft Motto quoting: When I was younger. My sister and I would sneak into the kitchen some nights to listen to the, to the whistling. Mom and dad didn't like that, and we'd catch hell if they found us out there, but they were never t- too hard on us since we always stuck to the, uh, the one big rule. Don't try to look at whatever was whistling. Yeah, the, le- leading on to... I'm just going to keep reading. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like going out and like, you know, like your parents come out and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And you're like, mom, I'm just trying to listen to the whistling. And they're like, ah, it's fine. As long as you don't look. Yeah, just that's like very cryptic. It's like it's a it's there's some cherry whistling going down the street. Don't don't look at it. You can listen. You can go up to the window and listen. Do not look. Do not try to find out what's whistling. Can you sorry. Can you can you bleep out my fuck? Uh, uh Maybe. OK. OK. All right, back to the story, quoting Grand Theft Auto. My neighborhood is a funny place. I've lived here since I was six, and I love it. The houses are small, but well-kept. Good-sized yards, plenty of places to roam. There are a lot of other kids here my age. I turned 13 back in October. We grew up together and would always play Foursquare and the cul-de-sac or roam around from back porch to back porch in the summer. You think they also played hoop and stick? Yeah, I don't know. They probably played with the ball in the cup. That's what they do <laughs> for fun. That's their video games. They, they play, play ball in the cup. Jacks and pickup sticks. Jack, jacks, ball in the cup. and then Hoop and stick. Hoop and stick. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good place to grow up. I'm old enough to see it. And there's only two strange things here. The night whistling and the good luck. The whistling never bothered me much. Like I said, I couldn't even hear it in my bedroom. But mom and dad don't like talking about it, so I stopped asking questions. My dad is a strong guy, tall and calm. He has an accent since he moved to the U.S. as a kid. His family, my grandparents, they're from the islands. That's what they called it. My dad, the only time he isn't so calm is that the whistler comes up. He talks a little quicker then. Eyes move faster, and he tells us not to think about it so much. And to always remember the one rule, the big rule, don't try to look outside when the whistler goes past. Not that we could look even if we wanted. There are shutters set on the inside of every window, thick pieces of heavy canvas that pull down from the top of the latch to the bottom of the window frame. So like, you know, the the parents are like stupid proofing the house. Right. Yeah. So each latch has a small lock about the size of what you would find on a diary. My dad locks those shutters every night before we all go to bed and keeps the key in his room. My mom, I don't know what she thinks about the whistling. I've seen her out in the living room before at 3.03 when the sound starts. I could see her if I cracked my door open just an inch to peek. She's not out there often. At least I haven't caught her much. But once or twice a month, I think she sits there on her big red couch just listening. The whistler has the same tune every night. It's cheerful. And like this is this is written, so I'm just going to kind of like put some imagination to what it might sound like. Okay. This doesn't feel like a guy you would be scared of. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look at this guy. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't. I don't know what the whistling sounds like. I, I just want to like put some imagination to it. Cause I don't know why, but I'm thinking like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Like, yeah, did, did, this I, is did like- I accidentally just like <laughs> tune to something that was already a thing? I don't know. I, I feel like I probably did. Someone call me out on that if if they know what that tune is, because I, I might as well have been copying something. All right, so back to the story. 
So remember how I said there are two odd things about where I live? Well, besides our night whistler, everyone in my neighborhood is really lucky. It's hard to explain, and Dad doesn't like us talking about this part much either. But good things just seem to happen to people around here a lot. Usually it's small things, winning a radio contest, getting an unexpected promotion at work, finding some arrowheads buried in the yard, just authentic stuff, you know. The weather is pretty good, and there's no crime, and everybody's gardens bloom extra bright in the fall. A million little in blessings. In the fall? Yeah, in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to make sure we're on the same I'm, page. I'm, I'm just quoting what okay. he's saying. Yeah. right. So, yeah, a million little blessings I've heard my mom say about living here. But the main reason we stay here, why we moved here in the first place, is my sister Nola. She was born very sick, something with her lungs. We couldn't even bring her home when she was born, only visit her in the hospital. She was so small, I remember small, even compared to the other babies. A machine had to breathe for her. We moved into our house here to be closer to the hospital. As soon as we moved here, Nola started getting better. The doctors couldn't figure it out. They chalked it up to whatever they were doing, but but my parents knew, and I knew, Nola was getting better. Nola getting better was just another of the million little blessings we got for living in our neighborhood. I, I feel like I'm starting to read this with as like a teacher to like kindergartners, just the way I'm talking. <laughs> well, you know, as someone who has subbed for kindergartners, I don't think you are. I have to really enunciate and speak slowly. And I keep getting interrupted by little kids who tell I, me they I, I have a hamster named Jerry. If, 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 if it seems a little slow, I can go a little faster. No, you, you're doing fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay. Oh, shit. Lost my spot. Nope, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. <clears throat> so that's why we stayed. It's for Nola. For every small miracle that happens here every day, uh, every now and then, some bad things happen, but they only happen if you look for the whistler. See, our neighborhood has a welcoming committee. They show up with macaroni casserole and a gift basket and a manila folder whenever someone new moves in. Very friendly. Four people showed up when we moved in seven years ago. The committee made small talk, gave me a Snickers bar, and took turns holding Nola. So Nola was very little. Oh, gee whiz, you got a Snickers bar. It was her first week out of the hospital, so they were extra careful. And the committee asked to speak to my parents in private, so I was sent to my room, where I still managed to hear nearly every word. The welcoming committee told my parents about how nice the neighborhood was. Really exceptionally hard to explain kind of nice. And then they told my parents about the even harder to explain whistling that happened every morning at 3.03 and ended at the tick of 3.05. So exactly two minutes every day. I would hear that whistling. Uh, sorry, I'm breaking from the story. I kind of feel like I'd be pissed off if something woke me up at 3.03 every day. Okay, maybe maybe the good luck makes up for it, but it's just like if I'm waking up at three oh three here and listening, I'm hey, sorry. Like, I, that, oh my gosh, that, that, shut that, that, up! Yeah, like, I mean, maybe I'd be annoyed, maybe I'd be freaked the fuck out. Either way, I don't want to wake up to that. I just, <laughs> like, but also as a child, like I wouldn't be like, oh, this place is so lucky. It must be the whistler. Like I would just be like, dude, this guy's waking me up. Like, dad, go tell him to shut up. Ooh, excuse me. Okay, so um, back to the story. So the group, our new neighbors, warned my parents that the whistling was quiet, would never harm or hurt us as long as we didn't look for what was making the sound. The part they stressed, and I pushed my ear into the door, straining to hear them. People who went looking for the whistler had their luck change, sometimes tragically. Mm. A black cloud would hang over anyone that looked. Anything that could go wrong would. The manila envelope the committee brought over contained newspaper clippings, Stories about car crashes and ruined lives, public deaths, and freak accidents. Oof. Not everyone dies, I heard the head of the committee tell my dad, but the life goes out of them. Even if they live, there's no light in them ever again. No presence. 
My mom, I could tell she wasn't taking it seriously. She kept asking if this was a prank that they play on new neighbors. At one point, my mom got angry, accused the committee of trying to scare us out of our new home. Asked them if they were racist on account of my dad being from the islands. My dad calmed her down, told her he could tell our new neighbors were sincere and they were just trying to help us. He explained that he grew up hearing these kinds of stories from his mom and he knew there were strange things that walked among us. Some of those strange things were good, and some were bad, but most were just different. After the committee left, Dad went out to the hardware store, bought the canvas blinds, the latches, and the locks, and installed them on every window on the house after dinner. That first night in our new house, I crept out of my room at 3 a.m. only to find my dad awake, sitting on the living room couch, holding my babysitter. Holding my babysitter. I'm going to cut that out so I don't sound... Stupid. He held a babysitter. I, he held his babysitter. He's in, he's in big trouble. <laughs> he's in big trouble. He's, he's a bad, bad person. A bad boy. My dad held up his finger in a shh motion, but patted the couch next to him. I sat and we waited. At exactly 3.03, so I think this is the first time, at exactly 3.03, we heard the whistling. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 um. is he, isn't he supposed to be whistling? Oh shit! <laughs> I, so I'm just like I just want to put a melody to it. <laughs> like I'm here, I am showing off, and I'm just like sounding really stupid. Yeah, no, it's it's supposed to be a whistle. That's I can't I can't whistle like that. I like, can't, <laughs> that's that's all, that's all you're getting. I, I'm just gonna it. do that for the rest of the story. That's all you're gonna get. I'm not gonna impress anyone. <laughs> That's what the whistler sounds like. <laughs> that's that's your whistler right there. He hears the sweet sound of <laughs> very cheerful whistling. <laughs> that's your whistler right there. Have some good luck. <laughs> okay, now back to the story. So it came and it went. It came. It it came and it went, just like our neighbor said. The whistling returns each night, and we never look, and we enjoy our million little blessings every day. Nola breathes on her own, and she's grown into a strong, clever girl. My dad even joined the welcoming committee. We don't get any new neighbors often. Why would anyone want to leave? Why would anyone want to leave? Why would anyone want to leave? Why? That's a good would question. Would anyone want to leave? Mm-hmm. Can you say it one more time? I didn't catch it the last. No, that's all you're getting. Oh. But when a new family moves in, my dad and the committee brings them macaroni and casserole, a gift basket, and the manila folder. I can always tell by the look at my dad's face when he comes back if the family took the committee seriously or if we'd be getting new neighbors again very soon. Not long ago, family moved in directly next to us. The previous owner, Miss Maddie, passed away at the age of 105. Oh, wow. Good for Miss Maddie. Yeah, she lived a good long life. Neighbors seemed like they'd fit in just fine. They believed the welcome committee took my dad's advice about the locking shutters and since they had a young child of their own. Whatever news player... Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, someone's laughing. That, one, that was a cackle. Uh, yeah. Um, whatever newspaper clippings were in that manila envelope, whatever evidence, my dad never let us see. But I imagine it must have been awfully convincing since our neighbors got along with no issues for the first month. One night when our new neighbors had to leave town, they sent their son... <laughs> <laughs> So just give it a moment. One night when our new neighbors. <laughs> that was that was all me right there. <laughs> My wow, bad. Casey, you make every really once good in a while, sound I got, Yeah, every once in a while I gotta I gotta make car noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're hearing. It's all me. I just practicing. 
All right. So um, one night, when our new neighbors had to leave town, they sent their son, Holden, to stay with us. He was 12, a year, young, uh, year younger than me in school. Hold on. I'm sorry. That, pause. The voice outside is getting closer. I would like to shut the garage door, please. Okay. Okay. It's going to be kind of warm in here. Does well, that open the door after the garage door shut? Yeah. I can open up the side door here. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm covered in sweat, so I'm like... This is your um, professional quality studio right here. This is a dusty old garage. Now I have my In a haunted house. In, in an actual haunted house. We're going to talk about that another day. Or if we release that first episode, it's in that a the little bit. The lost episode. The lost episode of Atlantis. Of Atlanta. Of Atlanta. All right. So they had, had Holden, right? The new neighbor's kid. He's at the house. That's right. That's where I'm at. All right. So... I didn't know him well before that night, but as soon as his parents dropped him off after dinner, I could tell it was going to be a bad time. So this is where the story really kicks off. So you have you have all the background. This is this is where the actual horror elements start to happen. Okay, I was gonna say, I mean, like this guy doesn't sound that bad. I mean, like I just don't look at him and he does nice things for me, you know? Okay. Well, anyways. Okay. Well, you're gonna tell me why I'm Oh, wrong. you're talking about the whistler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know who is always out there whistling every night? Holden asked the moment before the adults left the room. The three of us were sitting in the den, some Disney movie playing idly on the television. My sister and I exchanged a glance. We don't talk about that, I said. I think it's that weirdo that lives in the big yellow house in the corner, Holden said. Mr. Tolls? My sister asked. No way. He's really nice. Holden shrugged. Must be a psycho killer then. Nola tensed. We don't talk about it, I repeated. Let's go in my room. Let's play Nintendo. Spent the next few hours playing games, eating popcorn, and watching movies. Typical sleepover, but I could tell Holden was getting antsy. Holden's going to cause some trouble. He's that, that idiot in the horror movie. He's the one who's like, no, I'm going to go check it out alone. It's like, you guys are missing out. We're going to have some fun. No, guys, really. Let's go it's down like that Holden, canyon. The dark canyon. Let's see what's down there. Like, Holden, it could be very well be a demon. I don't want to go. I don't want to go searching for demons now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking of Zuzu and then also Beelzebub. Zuzu or I Sozo? Just, I don't know. what The point a, is, I thought of Bozo. <laughs> He's going to be a good Bozo. demon name. Bozo the demon. Bozo. <laughs> After my parents had wished us a good night, locked the blinds, gone to bed, Holden stood up from his bean bag and walked over to where Nola and I were sitting on in my bed. Have you ever even tried looking, he asked. It's nearly time. Like most sleepovers, we conveniently ignored any suggestion of a bedtime. I was shocked to see that he was right. It was almost three. See, I I can't. I, I can't even try to look because my dad locks the blinds every night and hides the key. He continued, ignoring me. So does our dad, said Nola. No, Holden said. No, he doesn't. You saw him do it, I said, and a little sharper than I meant the sound. Holden grinned. Your dad locks the blinds, yeah, but he doesn't hide the key. He keeps it right on his normal keychain. So? I asked him, worried. I already knew what he was going to say next. Because I had noticed that my dad didn't bother hiding the key anymore after all of these years, because he knew we took it seriously. 
So after your dad locked up, but before your parents went to bed, I went to the bathroom and on my way, I may have peeked into the room and I may have seen your dad's keychain on his nightstand and I maybe went and borrowed the key to the blinds. Hey, hold on. I'm going to need you to maybe shut up. I usually don't advocate for violence towards children, but Holden probably needs to get restrained. He needs to be sat on. Yeah. (laughs) He needs beef stew. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't get enough bullying in his life. Noah and I stared, and his grin only grew wider. You're lying, I said. Holden shrugged. You can check if you want. Just open your parents' door and look. You'll see his keychain. It's right there on the nightstand. Stay here, told both of them. Don't move a muscle. Hurried over to my parents' room, but hesitated at the door. If Holden wasn't lying, my dad would be angry. Beyond angry. I was scared thinking about it, but more scared of an open window with the whistler right outside. I opened the door, barely an inch, and looked in, but it was too dark to see. Taking a deep breath, I walked into the room. Two steps into the dark, I froze. The whistling started, and I could hear it clearly from my parents' room. I never realized, but they must have heard the sound every night since we moved into the house. They never told us. I don't think I could have slept through it. I stood there, listening to the whistling come closer, unsure whether I should turn on the light or call out for my dad. Soft sounds from the living room brought me back to reality. (laughs) Nola! Nola! I yelled, running out of my parents' room. Holden and Nola were standing near the front door next to a window. Holden wasn't lying. I could see him fumbling with the lock on one of the blinds. No. And I heard a click. (gasps) Damn it! Did you... Right, right as I said that, there is a booming firework. I, I don't know if the audio picked that up, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I don't like this. Yeah, Holden had the key. Holden had the key. He wasn't lying. Holden let out a quick laugh. Nola stood next to him. That's Hunt. not very funny, Holden. Yeah, he's like... Holden, I don't on. think this is very cash money of you. That's not. Yeah, that's not very cash money of him. Nola stood next to him, hunched up, afraid but maybe curious. The whistling was right outside our house now. No. Yeah, window open. I think I made a sound, called out. Someone's lighting up fireworks still. Yeah, here we are, July 10th. That was not the time. I think I made a sound, called out. I can't remember. Time felt frozen. Clock hands nailed to the face. But I found myself moving. I'm not fast, not even athletic. Somehow, though, I covered the space between myself and Nola in a moment. My eyes were locked on her, but I could hear Holden pull the blind all the way down so it could release. I heard the snap of it start to raise, and I heard the whistling just on the other side of the window. No, 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 no. no. But I had my arms around Nola, and I turned us Protect so Nola. she was facing away from the window. At the same time, I jammed my eyes shut. So Grand Theft Motto is facing the window, 13-year-old kid, eyes shut where the whistling is. Right, he's protecting his sister. Yeah, window's wide open, sister's looking away from it. But his eyes are shut. He didn't. See, I don't think he's seeing it. The whistling stopped. I felt Nola shaking in my arms. Don't look. Don't look, Nola. I told her. Don't turn around. We were positioned. Yeah, he's, she, he's describing it exactly how I was saying it. We were positioned so that she was facing back towards the hallway, and I was facing the window with my eyes shut. That's yeah. So exactly how I described it earlier. I really don't like that my back is to the open door. <laughs> no, I, I got my eyes on the whistling right oh, here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Don't, don't, don't come in here. Thanks. You stopped him. Yeah. I reached out with the arm, not holding Nola, and tried to touch Holden. My hand brushed against his arm. He was shaking worse than Nola. Holden? Holden? I asked. Is this, 
Nothing. He didn't reply. It was a silence. I reached past him, gingerly felt for the window. Eyes still sealed shut. Glass was cold against my fingertips, colder than it should have been for the time of year. I moved my hand up the window, searching for the string to the blind. The glass began to get warmer the further I reached, and there was a gentle hum feeding back into my fingertips. I tried not to think about what might be on the other side of the window. Finally, I touched the string and yanked the blinds shut. I opened my eyes, and the dim light leaking out from the kitchen, I could make out Holden, pale and small, staring at the now-closed window. Holden? He turned towards me, and he screamed. <gasps> Everything became a flurry of motions. Light sparked the life in the hall, so like the houses started going nuts. The lights are just flickering. My parents' footsteps studded across the hardwood floor. I didn't turn to look back at them. My eyes were glued to Holden. Holden, so Holden saw the whistler. He was pale, had to bite his lips so hard there was a thin red line of blood running down his chin, and he pissed himself. What happened? My dad asked from behind me. What do you think happened? Yeah. I managed to swivel away from Holden and look back. He looked. I'd never seen my dad scared before, but I saw it that night. In that moment, an old, ugly terror stitched on his face. A parent's fear. Just Holden? He mounts me. I nodded. Yeah. My dad let out a breath. He looked so relieved, I nearly expected him to cheer. I mean, like, is this Holden? Just just that, that dumb kid? Like, yeah, okay, cool. cool. My, my well, kids I mean, are safe. Like, That's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, at least if it's your kids, like, I mean, you're fucked. I mean, like, you're fucked with the other kid, too, but... I, I, I mean, like, kind of your problem, but not really your problem. So, just like speaking from a real standpoint, better one kid than all the kids. Yeah. 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 So, then he turned to Holden, and my dad's face changed. I wonder if he felt bad for feeling good that Holden was the only one that looked. Then there was a knock at the door. We all froze. Holden whimpered. Don't answer it, my mom said. She stood at the threshold of the hall. I'd always thought that she was a skeptic. Okay, excuse me. And just humored my dad about the windows and the whistler. But that night, we were all believers. I noticed that both my parents held baseball bats they must have taken from their bedroom. The knock came again, a little louder this time. Please don't open the door, Holden whispered. My dad walked over to him and hugged him close. We won't, my dad promised, still holding his bat. Nothing's coming in here tonight. Oh my god! Uh, Okay, I meant to just make a noise, and I completely fucked the table up. Holy shit. Good stopping point right there, right? Did you you break it, or did like the little... I, I I think the hens just came undone. Yeah, I saved my mic, though. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> so, okay. So, I'll just describe to my audience. Uh, our table is foldable, and I just, like, completely punched my table down. Uh, I, I meant to put a thud, 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 because I was, like, that was kind of the noise that was being heard in the story. And I was going to bang the table with my hands, and I just completely fucked this all up. <laughs> you know, like, D.O.G., the dog. D.O.G. is right next to me. And when you did that, I grabbed him so fast. If I'm going down, he's going down with me. Okay, well, my mic's safe, and that's all that matters. I gotta scoot closer, though. This is not. This is gonna be less comfortable for the rest of this. Okay, so thud, 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 thud. That's that's what you're hearing. It's you're, you're hearing knocks on the door. Thud, thud, thud. Cool. Uh, I, everything's cleared up. I do have to say that's not as scary as you just now breaking the table. <laughs> I'm not trying to be scary. I'm just trying to make it clear what's going on. So, okay. Thanks. Back, I think we got yeah, the point. We're, we're back in the story, right? Everyone, yeah. Everyone's cuddled, huddled around the living room. And, and they're cuddled. The, uh, the whistler is like knocking on the door. Okay. So this time the knocking was loud enough to rattle the door. 
and everyone <laughs> recording this podcast. Another firework just went off as you're talking about the knocking. I can't right now. Holden screamed again, and Nola clutched her arms around my neck. Nola kind of sounds like a cat's name. Like Nala? Uh, yeah, like N- the Nala, lion from Nala, Lion King? Nala, yeah. My mom came over and knelt down to us, wrapping my sister and me close. See, I can do it now because this is not the foldable part of the table. That's what you're hearing. Call the police. My mom whispered to my dad. <laughs> the knocking instantly stopped. My dad looked over his shoulder at us. Do you think he was cut off by the frantic knocking that trailed off to a polite tap, tap, tap. Please! Something said from the other side of the door. <laughs> the voice from outside sounded exactly like my mom. Like a parrot repeating the words back to her. Police, call the police. So it was just, it's mimicking their mom's voice. Oh, no, tap, tap, no. tap, police. No. My mom pulled us closer. Police, 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 police. Please stop, I heard her whisper. I don't think calling them will help, my dad said. How will we know when they're the ones at the door? The knocking came back harder than before. The door shook, and then it stopped. After a long moment, I heard the knocking again, but it was coming from our back door. We all turned towards the back door, but the knocking immediately returned to the front door. So there was knocking front to back, back to front, loud and quiet and loud again. So just all, you know, from both sides of the house. That's what you're hearing. I don't like from, it. From two sides of the room. Suddenly, the sound was coming from both doors at once. Big, heavy blows like a sledgehammer. Good. That's what they really needed in this moment. Yeah. Then something started rapping against all the windows in the house. I wanted to make a joke about, like, someone busting a rap, but I'm I'm just going to keep reading. You see, you know (laughs) how I'm actively making this worse for me? I'm imagining this happening right now at Granny's house. Mm Mm-hmm. And like knocking on all the windows and going between the back and front door. That's and... going to be a prank that someone's going to pull out in the future on us. If, if this podcast ever actually kicks off, someone's going to like figure out where we live and start whistling outside our streets. Mm, I'd actually like if no one did that. Why would you put that thought in my head? No, I, I'm putting the thought into our audience's head so they can carry this out on us in the future. I don't want that. I, I don't think anyone wants that. But I mean, now it's uh, I just opened the door. You planted the seed. I planted the seed. I, I thought I had a follow up. I don't. I don't have any. Hey, you know what? If you want Casey's address, it's don't dox me. <laughs> I, I'm gonna edit it. Out. I'm gonna edit it, this whole podcast to make me sound smart and make you sound dumb. <laughs> yeah, you showed me. I'll show you with my editing skills. Yeah, I'll find out like later after you've published, published, release this. All right. So back to the story, right? Um. So they were hearing taps all over the house, and they started hearing like booming sounds, like really loud knocks. Someone's hitting the door with a sledgehammer. That's what they're hearing. So it was like we were living inside a drum with a dozen people trying to play at once. Mm, okay. Or we were a turtle, and something was attempting to claw us out of our shell. Weirdly specific way of describing that. When you started with like, we were like a turtle, I was like, okay, this feels better, until you said... Like, trying to claw a sound. Okay, you know what? It's not better. That's not a better analogy. Back to the story. Holden yelled, Stop! And then the knocking stopped. It died. No more knocking. Oh, wow, Holden, you actually did a favor for us. Yeah, that's all, that's all it took. End of story. That's, that's all there is. <laughs> so, Holden <laughs> says, I won't tell. He's staring at the door. I promise I won't tell anyone what I saw. Just please go away. We waited for nearly a minute. Then we heard it. A soft tap, tap, tap. 
coming from the window that Holden had looked through. Holden started to cry. He was sobbing like a prisoner watching gallows being built outside their cell. My dad held him, brushed his hair, but never lied to him, never told him that things were going to be okay. Yes, it's, it's like just being realistic. That's, that's just how things are. Holden just put a curse on himself. The tapping at the window went on for the rest of the night. We huddled together in the living room for I don't know how long. Eventually, my mom tried to take us kids into my room while my dad stayed to watch the door. But the second we moved into my bedroom, the knocking came back so loud it was impossible to ignore. I was afraid the door couldn't take it. We went back to the living room. The knocking stopped. Only the tap, tap, tap on the window. So they were close. They all stay in the living room. This is tap, tap, tap. When they move away from it. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, so they decided to stay in the living room because it was less unsettling for the light taps. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. It's it's all it's all relative, right? Yeah, so we went back to the living room and the knocking stopped. Only the tap, tap, tap. None of us slept that night. The tapping finally stopped around 7 a.m. So this was like four hours straight of these knocking and tapping around the house. Mm. Four hours straight. Literally until daylight. Yeah. Holden's parents came back around lunchtime. My mom and dad walked Holden over to his house, and they all went inside for quite a while. Nola and I watched from the window. She stuck to me the whole day, right at my side, sometimes holding my hand. When my parents came back, they looked grim, but they wouldn't tell us what they said to Holden's family. It was a Sunday, so we all spent the day together. We ordered pizza and watched movies. That night, everyone slept in my room. Nola and my mom in the bed with me, and my dad in a chair that he pulled over. There was no knocking that night or any night since. We didn't see much of Holden or his parents for the rest of the week, but by Thursday, there was a moving truck in their driveway. Noel and I watched them packing up the whole afternoon after school. What sticks with me most is how tired Holden and his parents looked. All three had the same pallor, grim mouths, and lightless eyes. Even from across the street, I could tell something was very wrong. Holden and his family were gone before sunset. I remember what the original welcome committee said to my parents when we moved in. Not everyone who looks at the Whistler dies, but even those that live have the light go out of them, and the rest of their lives are full of misfortune. A million little tragedies. I that, So that was something I needed to like, kind of build myself back up to. I used to have a little bit of a speech impediment, and I kind of improved myself over the years and since the last time I tried podcasting, but like I, I'm starting to fall back to those habits again. I'm try, I gotta knock myself out of that. No, no, you're doing great. Okay, thanks. I think, Holden's, I think Holden's parents must have looked either to comfort him if they didn't believe or share the burden if they did. I watched Nola some days, happy and young and alive, and I wonder if I'd been slower, if she looked out that window that night, would I have looked too to comfort her, to share that burden? I'm glad I didn't have to find out. We still live in the house in that neighborhood. We still hear our whistler walking past every night. The blessings, the luck... The good things here are too good to leave, but we're careful. We don't have friends come over to spend the night anymore, and my dad hides the key to the blinds very, very well. Not that I've gone looking. Some things you just don't need to look for. And that was it. Oh, did I manage to skip an entire page? I mean, I felt like I told the whole story. Well, what does the page say? Never mind. Wait, that was the whole story. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was scary. Enough. Yeah. So, yeah, local legend. I I wish I could find more information on the source. I just know the username on Reddit. I'll share I'll share a link when we have our um our page up to the story. 
Uh, username, grand space theft space motto. And it's it's underlined, not not an actual space, but you know. I'm gonna try that again then. Yeah, uh, grand underline underscore underscore theft underscore motto with an M. That's that's your username. That's the writer of the story. And um, again, this is up for speculation. I'm supposed to trust that this is real, but um, this sounds like a creepy pasta. This this got pulled out from the uh, the no sleep subreddit. But yeah, again, I'll be posting links. Yeah, so um, that covers up our uh, pilot episode, our the one that I'm hoping works out this time. I, I want to say real quick. Wait, um, I have something to say. I have something to say, too. These nuts. Okay, now the actual thing I have to say. You had to, you <laughs> have to do a setup before you, before you do one of those. No, no, no. That no. was fine. No, but for real, what did, what did you think the Whistler was? Because I want you I, to tell me, and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, so considering like the fortunes and the misfortunes of allowing the whistle and not looking at it, I believe it was some kind of entity. I don't think it was a spirit. I think I think it was either something demonic or something that was just different. Mm-hmm. I think it was. It, it might not even necessarily be a demon. It might just be an entity. Considering that if you just like leave it alone and you get good luck, it might just be an entity that has its own set of rules, like a cryptid. That, yeah, something that lives in that area. That just takes care of the people, mm-hmm. and I, that's the best I could describe it. I and um, I just like I can't understand where it's like I will give you all of this good luck, but if you look at me, I'm gonna ruin your entire life. There's like a movie with like a tooth fairy, right? And it's like um, if you look Dwayne at Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Tooth Fairy. N- no, not that one. I haven't actually seen that one. Is that good? I don't know. I watched it when <laughs> I was like ten. Yeah, there, there's one movie about like an evil tooth fairy. She's like she's good to people. And she'll give you your teeth, but if she's, or she'll give you your money for your teeth or whatever. <laughs> she gives you your teeth but, right back. But she's like, apparently, I, I don't remember what movie this was, but she's like super ugly or something. And if you look at her, she kills you. You want to know who I think the Whistler was? I think it was Bozo the Demon. I, I don't think, I don't think any demons bring good luck for anything. <laughs> or like someone, someone Casey. made a deal. Casey. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Oh, joke. Oh, shit. my Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. That was our pilot. Okay. So I, I got my notes together again. God damn, I am so disorganized. Okay. So he's okay. Yeah. So uh, I actually pulled some stats, and these stats were actually kind of more fitting to my uh, original first episode story, uh, which I will either bring up again in the future or we'll just release with the bonus co- as bonus content because th- this, it was the episode we messed up. Oh, I remembered what I was going to say. Okay, there was a podcast that I was listening to, and I feel like this this kind of makes sense for how we wind up doing this. But they say, no one knows how to do a podcast. What you want to do is record five or six episodes and throw them all away and then start from there. <laughs> I and I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to I'm not going to throw this away. I feel like I feel like this is good enough. But I'll, I mean, obviously, Although, that's I am really through, glad but. that we're not releasing that we're not releasing episode zero. Yeah, that's, that's just going to be bonus content. We'll figure it out later. I was thinking about that after we recorded. And I was like, geez, that was garbage. That was that was garbage. When we release in the future, you guys will know exactly what we're talking about and why we decided to redo our first episode. This is OK. So the show is over. This is we're just banter at this point. Um, I do want to say one more thing. Um, actually, I was about to say this earlier. It was the stats that I pulled up was going to be kind of more relevant to my uh, original story, the um, the about the angel of death. And I will bring that in another day, or we will 
put put that in with bo- as bonus content. But I just want to put some stats out there. Um, this was by the CDC, and I, I, I'm just gonna say that not all deaths. I had another page. You know, since you have stats, I decided to Google fun facts. Um, so after you're done with your thing, then I'll share my fun fact. Okay, so I was going to make a list of like unnatural like um, deaths and that's like homicides, suicides. There are different kinds of deaths out there. I was, And honestly, I, I think I had a point to this, but uh, I, I'm just not even going to uh, talk about it. I was just say, so the number of unnatural deaths that exist out there is not zero. And that's going to be part of like um, a lot of the stories that we're going to tell you. There's the things that will cause people to die. It's not always going to be straightforward and normal. I want to say that the number of people that were killed by demons and ghosts or people that committed suicide because of demons or ghosts or whatever else, murders, crazy people, that the amount of horror movie-related deaths, it, it's not zero. And that's why this podcast exists. We don't know what the number is. We don't know. We don't, we, yeah, we don't know we anything. We sure know it's not zero. Yeah. Hey, since you shared your statistic can i share my fun fact now it's funny i didn't even share my oh yeah i did share a statistic it's not zero go go ahead you do your thing german chocolate cake was invented in texas german chocolate cake (laughs) german chocolate was it at least invented by a german no (laughs) okay you know german chocolate cake the one where it's like chocolate and coconut i don't really know anything about it because i'm allergic to coconut it was made sorry it was named after sam german who in 1852 created the formula for a mild, dark baking chocolate bar. Oh, so German was the last name. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did Sam German also happen to kill a bunch of people? Um, not, not that I know of. I don't think so. Okay. Was he haunted? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought I would it's share a, a cool fact. This is a local legend. This is... Or this is an alien... This, <laughs> this this is aliens. Sam German, the alien who made German chocolate cake. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and play the ending music now. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Okay, you can find us on Instagram at Hitchhiker's Guide to Horror. You can also submit your stories to the subreddit r slash Guide to Horror. Once again, I am your host, Kaylee, and I'm Case. Good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just close with that. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.